Hi, and welcome to the In Focus Podcast, where we're helping you live with Christ-centered clarity. Today we're talking about Bible study, how to put some practices in place to learn how to study the Bible. I hope it's beneficial to you. Well, all right. I'm glad you guys joined us today. We're going to be talking about Bible study practices. First of all, before I go any further, I want to emphasize the work and the person of the Holy Spirit when it comes to interpreting the Bible. Interpreting the Bible. He is invaluable. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. And, and we know that through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the biblical authors wrote the text and uh, that it is the infallible Word of God. The 66 books that we have in the Bible is the Word of God without error. And we know that the Holy Spirit has also protected the Word of God throughout the ages. Even up until today, the Holy Spirit illuminates in our hearts and our minds the truth of God's Word. So the Holy Spirit is paramount in interpreting the text. However, there are some human things we can do on the human side of things, some, some things we can put in place to make sure that we are um, doing things correctly. You know, when it comes to, uh, although the Holy Spirit in, inspired the author, these are real issues and real authors that were that are 2,000 years old. And so in order to understand what's going on, we have to, we have to do some things. And the first question I want to ask you is, and the first question we need to really even ask when it comes to Bible study is who holds the meaning? Is it the writer or the reader? Is it us 2,000 years later, even after the, uh, Jesus ascended? Or is it the author who wrote the text? And it is the author who holds the meaning. That is the right answer. The writer holds the meaning. So in, in order for us to understand what the author meant these thousands of years ago, we have to put some things in place. So I want to I want to talk about a concept. It's called hermeneutics. It's a it's a biblical discipline, a biblical practice, in order to mine out of the scripture to what it says and what it means, and do a very uh, thorough and uh, accurate Bible study. As we pray the Holy Spirit to help us to understand God's word, there are some things we can do practically to help us to do that. And the first thing is this hermeneutical practice uh, helps us to understand the difference between. So here comes some big words, exegesis and eisegesis. Exegesis is drawing out of the text what the text says. Eisegesis is placing our own meaning upon the text and making the biblical text say something that the author never intended for it to say. And we'll get to some examples of what that means here in just a minute. So in order to do that, we have to first understand that the author holds the meaning, so we have to mine it out. How do we do that? Well, in most of the biblical writings, we can lean on heavily context, uh, a text in context. Now, there are some places where this doesn't work well. When you got Proverbs, you have all the one-liners. Uh, but, but it does work well throughout the rest of the, of the Bible. So that's one thing we have to understand. And context has two different uh, views. It has the grammatical context and also the historical context of what's going on during the time of the writing. So let's look at grammatical context. So you have a verse. What you need to do uh, to look at it and to get the meaning is to broaden that out some. Broaden that out into the paragraph in which we find that sentence. Broaden that out even further into the chapter in which we find that, that verse. And honestly, we need to understand the whole book of where we find that verse to get a 
good, clear understanding of what the author is saying. There are different genres we need to consider. There are historical writings, which is narrative. And we get the book of Acts and, and the story of, of the, the, the Hebrew children as they make their, their conquests. We have, we have the law. We have, uh, we have poetry books like uh, Proverbs and Psalms and Ecclesiastes and the Song of Solomon. We have uh, prophetic books like Daniel and Revelation. We also have the Gospels that we need to consider as a separate genre. The letters that Paul wrote to the churches and also letters that Paul wrote to the pastors, Timothy and Titus, into special uh, situations. But one thing we need to understand is that those biblical authors under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit were addressing specific things, and we need to broaden our scope out in order to understand that grammatically. Now, also, we need to his, uh, consider the historical context. We need to do a dive into how how the historical, what was the, some of the events that were going on. And honestly, what some of the words mean that, that's, that's being used. And you can do a word study, either the Greek for the New Testament, then you can look at also uh, Hebrew and Aramaic in the Old Testament to get some of these uh, meanings of these words in context, uh, historical and both grammatical. So you need to understand where that verse is placed uh, in the in the broader scope of the of the paragraph, the chapter, the book, and the genre, and you also need to consider and dive into what is going on historically that has caused the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to move upon these biblical authors to write these specific books. Another thing you need to look at is the central idea of that specific text. Now, there's several ways that can be done. Uh, words that are repeated. That is a real good indicator as to what the author's intent was when he wrote that specific book and that specific passage. Also, when um, themes are, rep are, uh, are repeated and phrases, for instance, in Christ is a phrase that's repeated time after time in the book of Ephesians. So Paul is writing uh, uh, to the church at Ephesus about all the benefits that we have in Christ, and then as we are in Christ, what responsibilities we have as we get to the end of the book. So that's a phrase that's repeated. So that's something that helps us to understand. There should also be a subject sentence, uh, or may be a subject sentence, inside of a, a certain uh, section of text that addresses uh, an issue that will help you know what the author's intent was, okay? So there are some different things we need to look at. Now, let's dive into the difference between interpretation and application. Ever been in a sermon or in a worship service where the pastor preached and then you were talking to a couple different people outside or, or as the sermon, sermon dismissed, the service dismissed, and they got something out of the text and then somebody else got something out of the preaching and you got something totally different? I think that that is the work of the Holy Spirit to take what the meaning of that specific passage is and apply it to our life regardless of what we're going through. Now, let me tell you the difference. The interpretation or the meaning should never change. The author had something in mind, and we need to mind that out through the hermeneutical process and draw out what that text is meaning under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. However, that one specific truth can be applied in several different ways, regardless of what, um, or uh, in, re applied in different ways, depending upon what we're going through as a person uh, and what we're facing as a person. 
So there's a lot of confusion these days. Well, I get this out of the text. So this is what the text means to me. Those are terrible things to say and terrible ways to view the text. No, this is what the text says. And, regard, and, and depending upon what we're going through in our life, this one specific truth of what the text says, the Holy Spirit is applying it to my life in a specific way. Now, I want to encourage you to look at um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I'm, I'm going to give you a little insight and an example about what I mean. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, to read that verse at, at face value means that we're going to win. I can, Man, I can charge this hill and I can win this battle. But if you broaden that out and include verses 10 through 13, you'll understand that Paul doesn't mean that. Paul means that he can be content regardless of what he's facing. He goes on to talk about that. He knows what it's like to be well-fed and, and to be hungry. He knows what it's like to, be, to have plenty and, and be in want. Paul is saying in this verse, as we broaden it out, I can also suffer because Christ strengthens me. I can not only win, but I can suffer. And that's exactly what I'm talking about whenever we take a text out of context and make it try to say something that it's not saying. Paul is not saying I can win that ball game or I can win that victory. Paul is also saying I can suffer and I can be content regardless of what I go through because it's Jesus who strengthens me. So I want to encourage you to find some good Bible commentaries I want to encourage you to do this Bible study, this inductive Bible study. If you go to BibleGateway.com, they have several free commentaries you can click on. There's some way you can do some word studies there. There are several different uh, study Bibles out there that will help you go through a, a Bible study plan. But don't just read the text and then get up from that place and, and think that you know what it means. Mind it out and and don't place anything that you've heard or anything that, that you've, that you've went through. Try to place it on the text and make the Bible say something that it's not. Well, I hope that helps you guys. You know, there are some word studies out there, some Greek word studies, some Hebrew word studies and Aramaic. And uh, th there are some free Bible softwares out there that you can grab a hold of and it will help this Bible study time be important to you. All right. I hope that helps. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next time.